Hi, I'm Zila and I'm 16. Hi, I'm Rena and I'm 14. Hey, I'm Dahlia and I'm 11. And, and this, this is Things, things you, you Thought You Knew About History, History, where we tell you the real story behind historical misconceptions. The British are coming, the British are coming. What's going on? I'm telling the story of Paul Revere's ride, the one in the famous poem by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. But that's not the real story. Really? What's the real story then? And who even is Paul Revere? Paul Revere was a silversmith and a patriot. He probably finished school at 13 and became his father's apprentice. When his father died, he was still too young to run the shop. So he joined the colonial artillery, serving in the French and Indian War, and became second lieutenant. After returning home, his business grew to be very successful. He became involved with the Sons of Liberty in 1765 after the Sugar and Stamp Acts were passed. He became a messenger to them, often bringing news between the Boston Committee of Correspondence and the Continental Congress in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, I think I've heard of him. He brought news that the British were coming to Lexington and Concord. Yeah, but not exactly. So what really happened? It was April 18, 1775, the night of Paul Revere's ride. Dr. Joseph Warren, a leader of the Sons of Liberty, thought that the British were going to arrest Samuel Adams and John Hancock in Lexington and capture military stores full of gunpowder, cannons, and ammunition in Concord. It turns out they weren't planning to arrest anyone, but they were on a mission through Boston. Dr. Warren gave Paul Revere and William Dawes the job of riding to Lexington and Concord to warn them of the coming of the British troops. This was to be done quietly and secretly to avoid getting caught. There's no yelling anything through the streets, especially not secret information about when the British were coming. You may have heard that Paul Revere used lanterns to figure out where the British were coming from, by land or by sea. He did arrange for lanterns to be hung in the Old North Church as a signal, but he already knew where the British were. These were just in case he wasn't able to get out of town and spread the message. First, he was rowed across the Charleston River and told local Sons of Liberty about the news. Then, he borrowed a horse from a Patriot sympathizer named John Larkin at 11 o'clock and set off to Medford. There, he alerted Isaac Hall, the leader of the local militia, and most of the houses before continuing to Monotomy and alerting everyone there. Revere arrived in Lexington a little after midnight where he warned John Hancock and Samuel Adams. William Dawes also arrived and both men rested for a bit. They continued towards Concord, were joined by Dr. Samuel Prescott, and were then caught by British officers. While Dawes and Prescott escaped, Paul Revere was held for questioning. He never even made it to Concord. He was released just in time to witness the end of the battle in the Lexington Green. How did his midnight ride become so famous? Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, an American poet, wrote a poem about Paul Revere's ride. He was inspired by his trip to Boston in 1860. He worked on the poem for a few months after, then published it in the Boston Evening Transcript in Atlantic Monthly in December. Three years later, he published it in his book, Tales of a Wayside Inn. He titled it The Landlord's Tale because it's told by the owner of a local inn. He definitely took a poetic license and changed some of what actually happened. In the poem, Revere used the lanterns to figure out where the British would come from. But like we said, he already knew and these lanterns were just in case. Also in the poem, Paul Revere went alone, when in reality, William Dawes came too. And some others spread the message elsewhere. And in the poem, he reached Concord and never gets caught. But we know that didn't happen. His poem did have a strong message. It spoke of strength and patriotism of America's early heroes. It also portrays the strength of the Union, something particularly important to Longfellow, an abolitionist in the years right before the Civil War. Yeah, it's one of the most famous patriotic poems, and it's shaped our image of Paul Revere's ride. And now for some trivia. 
Here's how it works. We'll ask a question and count down from 10 to give you a chance to think of the answer. You can pause if you want more time. All right, let's start. What were the four acts that the colonists called intolerable acts? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The Boston Port Act, the Massachusetts Government Act, the Administration of Justice Act, and the Quartering Act. What was the first U.S. currency? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Money called the Continentals that the Continental Congress started making in 1775. What British general surrendered to George Washington in Yorktown? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. General Charles Cornwallis. What was the name of the treaty that ended the American Revolution? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The Treaty of Paris. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. If you did, please consider following our podcast. And now for the sources. An article called The Real Story of Paul Revere's Ride on paulrevierehouse.org. An article on nps.gov called Paul Revere's Ride. And another on nps.gov called Paul Revere. Bye!